0: You're listening to the Two Tongues Podcast. And now your hosts, Kyle and Chris.
1: Ba-boom. Short intro. I like it. <laughs> Changing it up. Short, sweet, to the point. Changing it up. Yep. None of this, uh... None of this anarchy. Could it actually work? <laughs> Does God exist? Shit, I don't know. Yeah, man. But I'm pretty sure he does. You said the other day that we're coming up on 3 years. We are. Isn't that weird? We've been using that that intro track for 3 years now. Three Almost years. 3 years. Yeah. Yeah, man. Come a long way in the podcast. Yeah, it's coming it's coming to its own. Um that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Used to be uh I don't know man. It's a, it's come a long way. It's been a journey. Three year journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we did it though. I'm glad we're doing it. Um yeah, man. Good times. But I was feeling a little tired, that's why I had to get this coffee. Although yeah. coffee doesn't really make me like I could drink a cup of coffee and go to bed, but I just hoping for like placebo or something, uh, you
0: know? Yeah. Not I, man. I can't
1: do I can't do caffeine after like three the afternoon. So I went up to Michigan and I you know got some um cannabis um products. Yes you did. Mm-hmm. Um you know I don't I don't smoke that often but I like to keep it around it, um you know every now and then have a little uh little sword I'm looking for. Like a, a little mm-hmm. mental vacation. Yeah sure. Sure. Um so I went up there to pick some up and i got a free pack of gummies hmm. and uh i took all of them oh. i took all four of them and i did, i barely like barely felt anything oh
0: shit i thought you were going to tell me nope. you took
1: a bunch because you thought
0: it was not going to affect nope. you uh, even
1: with that even with the uh the the professional you know do you products. remember do, do you remember the milligrams that i think it was 200 a piece so i think i ate 800 milligrams Yeah, it seems like seems like a lot it seems like a lot I ate it over the course of, like, an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. And you said up there in Michigan, all of the um, dispensaries or whatever they're called,
1: they're all, all clustered together there? Yeah. And it's, like, as soon as you get over the border? Um, Basically, yes. Um, the one that I went to is not immediately across the border. It's pretty close, though. It's not. It's not very far. But, yeah, I went up there, and there's, like, four four or five like right where I got are where, they are, are my I, standalone <laughs> buildings or are they in a strip mall <coughs> like, next to a no they're all standalone buildings okay the uh, ones that yeah. I went to anyways there might be some that are you know
0: are they are they strate- strategically located by like uh, dunk- donut shops and restaurants
1: uh, nope not that I, not the ones I went to there was a Taco Bell right next to it and a gas station brilliant idea yeah Taco Bell made a wide dis- wise decision if I had to guess I'd say the Taco Bell was there first
0: well, the, the weed shop then made a wise decision.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, um, it does seem a little trashy though, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like just weed shop, weed shop, weed shop, tons of them all over the place. I guess it depends
0: on how you do it. Like, like, um, I don't know. You ever see like, um, a shopping complex or a restaurant or something that gets, um, a makeover. They like come out and they, they change the facade of it, make it update it, make it look new. Yeah. Um, I think there's like a classy way of doing it, where it could it could be fine. It, w- it wouldn't necessarily be trashy, right? It's like imagine it looks like uh, a fancy doctor's office or something super professional, uh, brick facade, beautiful sign out front, yeah. you know, beautiful shrubberies, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean they don't look trashy in the sense that they all look like gas stations or anything like that. Um, they they look very professional. But it's just that there's so many of them, you know? Oh. That's really what it is. It's that there's, like, on every fucking corner, it's like, holy shit, what? man. Tons of
0: billboards. Oh. Like, it's crazy. But you, you don't think it's Starbucks is trashy and they're on every corner?
1: It's not the same way, man. What's different? Tell me. I want to like, know. Like, you've never seen... Have you ever been to a place where there's... A, a, a Starbucks here a Starbucks here a Starbucks here and a Starbucks here <laughs> I can understand your point That's yeah weird there's it's, it's weird <laughs> it's a man. little weird isn't it yeah wow like let's like literally you could start at one and walk to all four of them that are in that area in two minutes they're like right next and to each other it, are they like not carrying the same shit they're all different I think that they probably get their stuff from different growers but i don't I don't know that for sure it just seems strange like um
0: Unless one shop was cheaper Or one shop had different stuff The other shop didn't have Like what's the incentive to me To go to one or or, or the other Why not just be one shop Yeah You know Consolidate Have a mega Walmart weed shop What would we call
1: that And how long weed it, Mart. And how long until there's a Weed Mart That's what I want to know Weed Mart's coming probably Oh it's coming Yeah Sam Walton Junior, Get on that Probably happening Um but yeah, so that was an interesting experience never never been up never bought weed legally before yeah interesting (laughs) yeah it's weird it's a weird new world we're living in it's coming for ohio it's it's coming for us yeah legal weed it's legal now right it is legal but you can't buy it in stores there's no stores i mean there's stores for medical people but yeah yeah, we're not medical. No,
0: otherwise you have to find a clandestine merchant. You know.
1: Yep. <laughs> clandestine merchant. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. The I borrowed clandestine from my memories of watching uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopeia because he always used that word clandestine chemists that gotcha. pe- people brewing up all the, the drugs. Uh, what else? The other word I used, uh, merchant. Uh, I pulled from just years of playing RPGs. You know, you gotta you gotta find that merchant. You can buy supplies. You need potions. There's always you, a merchant. You need some phoenix downs, Kyle. You can't be caught in the woods without a couple of phoenix downs. What happens if your healer dies? What happens with your healer dies, Kyle? Nothing you, good. You gotta be prepared. Yeah.
1: You know, always a merchant. You need You need to find one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you definitely really loved the RPGs. I never. I, I got into them a little bit, but not as much. Yeah, definitely not as much. I, I was thinking about that. Um,
0: I've been seeing some advertisements for the new Grand Theft Auto and how great it looks. Mm. And um, I was just thinking about how distracting video games were for me. Like, they served a purpose. Like, today, for instance, there was a stretch of today where I was kind of bored and I was kind of anxious. and I didn't even feel like doing something that, like, I would generally... Uh, like to spend my spare time doing, yeah, so it just occurred to me like, you know what, man, if I could just play a video game right now, I bet you it would be soothing i'd I'd feel like I was doing something, you know, um, and but I haven't played video games in years, uh my point is they're getting so good now, yeah. and and it it was like a it was it was nothing short of a miracle what separated me from that as a um as a pastime, you know, like playing video games as a pastime. It's not something I do anymore but it's something that I I always did growing up all the way up into a moment actually when I had that mystical experience that was the last time I ever played a video game. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for that I'd, I'd still be doing it and they're just getting better and more addictive and I just see like a dangerous possibility where people are getting lazier and more naive and more um, uh, apt to be under the control of a Uh, of an authority you know people are becoming more sheep-like you know politically and um, I just I just wonder how much how many lives are going to be ruined this is like a weird thing for me to be arguing but how many lives are going to be ruined by wasting so much effort you know leveling up it's like dude you could be out in the world leveling up but you're in there you know playing the new Final Fantasy leveling up you know and then there's a the twist that some people make a lot of money
1: playing video games, and that's fucking weird. It's like, golly, man. Yeah, I feel like a cranky old man about that kind of stuff. Like, I don't feel like they should be making money from playing video games. Yeah. So like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's, like, it's just, it's just like if you ask my dad
0: whether a college football players should be paid. Yeah, he's staunchly against it. Yeah, and I just kind of always like agreed with him. And uh,
1: I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I
0: mean, like. I, I'm slowly changing my mind on that, too. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, especially how much money they're making off of uh, their name and their likeness. And, oh, yeah. and, uh, and now, they're, now they're getting paid for that. They're, they're, you know, there's some, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's, there's some money that these players are getting, which I think is the reason why Ohio State's quarterback left, by the way. Yeah. Because why the fuck would you leave Ohio State when you're the starting quarterback for Ohio State? But he was, he was going to get more at Syracuse in his uh, image likeness royalties or whatever they're paying these players. I thought
1: it had something to do with the fact that we brought in some like hotshot high school quarterback who is like, it's probably like he's not going to get the starting job. That might be part of the narrative, but can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I
0: I mean, I I don't think it's likely that he would have lost the job to a fucking freshman.
1: Um, I don't know. From what I heard, we, we signed like a, like an ace. Like he, he's like very well might be our starting quarterback.
0: Okay, well,
1: um, what was his name? Gord?
0: I don't remember. That's said the guy that's in there now. Anyway, yeah. uh, <clears throat> anyway, this is enough college football talk. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we were talking about weed shops. We were talking about Final Fantasy leveling up. Uh, Where we? Where we end? Where we leave off? What's up
1: with you, leveling man? Leveling up. What is have you what been? I, what have you been thinking about? What's been on your on your mind? Not much, man. I've just been like, it's just been work. It's been a lot of work recently. Yeah. So I've uh, been kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for blank minded you know like not not able to take a lot of stuff in because I'm working so I'm just kind of like banging on about bending pipes and shit like that you know yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah it's good sometimes though it's therapeutic sometimes
1: yeah yeah it's, it's been stressful so it's not been great oh uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's alright I mean it is what it is it's work so yeah 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 man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you man. I uh I've got my my share of uh share of concerns in the work arena so.
1: Yep. It'd be nice if I could just like win the lottery, you know, not have to worry about it anymore.
0: I played the lottery for the first time. Like sometimes I'll I'll my wife likes to buy scratch offs and she likes to play Keno. She spends a little bit of money, not a lot of money. But every now and then we'll buy like, you know, Mega Millions ticket or something just win the when just the, in case just in case when the jackpot gets pretty high, yeah, and uh the other day i uh I spent like fifty bucks uh on on those like I don't know if it was making millions or what it was, but one, one of, of one of those yeah and uh it was back when the jackpot was was way high um
1: yeah, I'll play when it gets real high like that too, just you know I just Just in case wouldn't it be awesome man <laughs> wouldn't it be fucking awesome. Uh, you know those people who say that if they won the lottery, they would still work? Yeah. I wouldn't. No. I would be done. <laughs> I would be done immediately. I would find, I would, I could find so many things that I would rather do. Yeah. Yeah. With my time. Yeah. And if you won a billion dollars, that doesn't, you know.
0: <laughs> so I asked my wife and my kids this question. and I'll ask you this question too. If you, if you, if something miraculous like that were to happen and you won, you know, let's say you won like, Three hundred and fifty million bucks. So much money. What do you What do you spend that money on? Like, like I'm not asking what do you spend every penny. I'm saying when all of a sudden you find yourself inexplicably wealthy and you can buy whatever you want. Um, not necessarily for you, but you you have enough money to buy whatever you want. And by golly, you're gonna spend some money because you just newly became rich and you wanna you wanna fucking see what it's all about. What do you buy?
1: What do you buy? And who and and, and if it's not for yourself, for who? Mainly crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of crack. <laughs> um maybe maybe some like good old fashioned cocaine too. You know? <laughs> Yeah. But crack. Just a bunch of crack. Yeah. Lots of crack, man. Like a like a, a jetliner full of crack. Mm. Yep.
0: It's a great idea. <laughs>
1: yep. That's it.
0: It's not it's not only a recreation, that's an investment. It and is. It's only gonna increase in value. I could sell it. <laughs> yes. Yes, because after you become after you become wildly wealthy immediately become a become a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Why not?
1: Why not? Yep. No, I mean I'd probably buy like a so I'd probably buy a house mm-hmm. to live in. And I'd also buy a piece of property where I could build the house that I really wanted, then I'd like you know give the the house that I bought to my brother or something like that that sounds like a
0: good plan yeah yeah, so the house that you really want would what, what is it, is a broad strokes an idea what this what this is this Well, house?
1: just a house what's your whats out you got in the the middle of nowhere okay
0: yeah you know just wooded
1: heavily wooded, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got like hunting a ge- land, you got a generator there, yeah. You got a well a well yeah yeah sure you do yeah yep yeah man, that's that's basically it i'd just buy that and then i'd just live you know i'd live like better than i live now obviously but i wouldn't live like i wouldn't be balling you no. know i mean i'd have you know i i'd buy a nice car sure i'd buy you know yeah. but i wouldn't buy like a bugatti or no uh-uh. like that. no yeah.
0: yeah i think about that too like uh because I have similar, I have similar thoughts. Like um, if I was gonna, if I had the, all the money in the world and I could buy a house anywhere, and whatever kind I wanted, that just sky's the limit. Uh, I'm definitely living out out in the forest somewhere. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Um, also, the idea of uh, these people, these people that have bought these old uh, bomb shelters. And these super duper wealthy people, and they've made them these dope. Uh, the, no, the missile silos, and they have turned them into mm. bomb like, bomb shelter. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures. of some. Yeah. Imagine one of those. Like like your house is is like a, just a general size cabin out in the forest, but underneath it's it's just a missile a fucking missile silo turned into a dope ass six story deep flat. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sweet. I'm getting a little sci-fi on you, but. You know, I I said the
1: sky was the limit. Well, that's not into the sky. That's into the ground. Yeah, damn right
0: it is. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Fuck this guy. You're thinking like Elon Musk. You need to be thinking like a mole. (laughs) You need to be thinking like a mole. Uh, Did you see... There was an article that said
0: somebody accused Elon Musk of being on drugs or something at at an important meeting. He
1: probably was. Good for him. Go, Elon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rumors and...
1: Yeah, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't one of the... Wasn't one of the things I wrote down to talk to you about, so it just popped in my head spontaneously.
1: Um, I was gonna say something about Elon. I can't remember what it was mm. though. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, did you weigh yourself? No. No, you didn't weigh yourself.
0: No, I should have. But uh, so we're we, this comes up seemingly out of the blue to the people listening, but was well, just, it's the new year, and we were just like, let's, you know, let's uh, commit to, to being healthier or whatever. So that's why he asked the question. Um, just out of nowhere. And no, I didn't. I, pro- I definitely should have. Maybe I still should. Maybe I should now. Um, although I did a, a fast I wanted to talk to you about as well. Uh, so I probably should have weighed myself before because I don't have any idea if I lost weight during the fast. Yep. But uh, but
1: anyway, do you weighed yourself? Or, I did, yeah. Yeah. And you're uh, surprised by the number or? Uh, um... No, I had a feeling I was going to be in, <laughs> in about the area that I was. I was three hundred and six. That's yeah. definitely the heaviest I've ever been. Yeah, so. boy. Fuck, man. Yeah. So, so, gonna get on that. Been on it for almost a week now. So, I haven't weighed myself again yet. Been on it keto, keto diet. Yeah.
0: Okay. And what do you what have you what have you been eating? Like, what's your go to at this point?
1: Um, not carbs. Just you know, <laughs> just whatever's whatever. Just whatever just yeah. Not carbs. Okay. Yeah
0: when i was when I was doing it, I used to get uh a lot of ground turkey like frozen oh, yeah. dark meat ground turkey and uh just brown it up in the pan and add whatever vegetables i wanted to it and then I would just melt cheese on top of it and eat it with a fork it was fucking delicious it was a, i called it my keto hamburger helper
1: yeah yeah sounds good yeah oh, well, yeah man so i uh i like ground turkey yeah man i
0: don't the ground- <laughs> the ground turkey at Aldi the dark meat ground turkey, frozen in a in a tube, a little tube. It's really, really delicious. A tube of turkey, tube of turkey. Um, so my brother, he wanted to uh, get serious about his health, try to lose weight this uh, this year, mm-hmm. and he has a whole plan about what he wants to do. He was inspired by Dana White and went and what Dana White did to lose weight. So I don't exactly know the details there, but it involves, um, it involves a in the beginning some kind of a extended fast. And then, like, really um, disciplined intermittent fasting afterwards. So that's his plan, something like that. And he was going to go, I think if I remember him correctly, he was he was going to go, like, 14 days with no food. Now That's crazy. Now, it, it that is crazy, and it sounds crazy, but I did some looking into it, and it turns out uh, the human being
1: can go, um, I think it's like...
0: Yeah, I don't... I think it's, like, up to... F- it's at least 20
1: days. I don't think maybe it's 40 it, days. I don't think that it's crazy because I think he would die or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy because to go from like not doing anything like that to be like I'm going to fast yeah, for 14 yeah. days,
0: that's insane. It is insane. Yeah. But it's a, but it's a goal yeah. and uh um I think he went I think he went 4 or 5 days. Nice. Now he says he's going to start his intermittent fasting. Um, which is impressive. I told him I would go three days with him because I did that once before when you when you were doing that fasting, and I was like, shit, let me try it. I went three days. Yeah. Um, this time I went four days. Nice. And uh, I was starting to. It's weird because I I committed myself to it, and that I was. It just meant like I just flipped some kind of switch mentally where I was literally sitting at the dinner table with my family, night after night. Having not eaten in twenty four hours, forty eight hours, It's so just sitting there with them while they ate, you know, just talking to them and you know, enjoying watching my kids eat and all that, I, it didn't bother me at all. There is like Christmas cookies in in the other room. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. I got to walk by that room, you know, a dozen times, but because I had committed myself to it, I, it was just no temptation. It was really interesting how how I I don't can't explain it really. Just sometimes I am motivated enough to do that. This time it was just like a whim kind of thing, but. So, I had the motivation. I don't know what. Um, so I went, uh, four days and, uh, I could tell a dramatic difference in looking at myself in the mirror. Nice. Uh, but I think a lot of that was just like water weight and inflammation because when you eat an American diet, drink, drinking alcohol and eating carbohydrates, you just, your body is just constantly it's just fucked, man. It's like all the way ramped up. And, yeah. uh, um, all that shit was gone, and I was like, fuck, man. Uh, but Feeling it, pretty good. But then I uh, went back to eating, and um, it's still what I was doing before, which is just one meal a day. I, my, I'm doing intermittent fasting basically all day, and I come home and I eat dinner. Um, and I've been trying to be uh, careful with it, but it hasn't really been clean keto. I've been trying to be careful with it. Um, so I don't have any idea what I would have been when I started. And even the, no, to know the difference between where I was uh, when I broke the fast and started eating again, because I have like, like last night I had some like bread, um, just to see, you know, if within a short period of time that would have made a difference. Yeah, because I, I mean, I know it does sometimes. It when I was like weighing myself every day and trying you know, really hard, uh, sometimes it, it, you'd be like five pounds different
1: one day to the next, and you are like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know. Yep, it's definitely up and down. That's for sure. So, uh, Big, uh, big range. Can, you'd kind of, like if you don't pay attention to your weight on a daily basis, you'd be surprised how much it can fluctuate. Absolutely, yeah. And that, that's kind of like a paranoid habit, man. Like once you, uh, when you get disciplined
0: and you have to pay attention to that for the first time, then you start. It becomes like second nature, in your way and you're weighing yourself every day. You know, um, those little changes in your weight like cause you anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. if it goes in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know, you're like, shit, like, I'm three pounds heavier. What did I eat? Yeah. You know, what? Are, and, you, and then you start like trying to make modifications like every week or every day to account for the changes in your weight, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it's, it's good in one way. It's good to know. It's good to stay on top of it. But it becomes like a paranoia. It becomes <sighs> yeah. like an anxiety.
1: I don't, I intentionally don't weigh myself all the time. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't blame you. I'm not interested in that. Mm-mm. You know, as long as my general trajectory is down. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um we're going to uh, we're going on vacation
0: next month. Yeah. Uh my wife's boss is sending us on vacation again. Um if it wasn't for him, we would would never would never go on vacation. Uh, partly because it's fucking expensive. And oh, Yeah, man. and partly because uh well my wife's uh, she can be uh I don't want I I don't want to say cheap, but let's just say frugal. A little a little a little frugal. <coughs> and then, you know, just like making the decision to take time off work and, you know, throw a wrench in your routine. It's just like, that's a lot of work, man. Vacation is a lot of fucking work. But if someone's paying for it, you're like, I guess we're going on vacation. So uh, we're going. We were talking about going to Mexico. I I gave my wife a little bit of a shit about it because I I told you about it. I was a little concerned about the safety of the kids if we have the whole family there. And I don't know what it's like. I've never been there, but I heard lots of scary shit. Um, Anyway, we're going to... uh, Turks and Caicos. We're going to the Caribbean.
1: Turks and Caicos. Yeah,
0: nice. my sister, my sister and her husband went there. A boss from a couple jobs ago that I had. She has a house there, um, and she says it's gorgeous. Nice, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's ridiculously expensive there because everything. It's an island. Everything gets shipped into it and all that. But um, they have like you know gorgeous white sand beaches and all that stuff. So that's what we're doing. We're gonna take the kids. We're gonna go there.
1: Hell oh, yeah. Mm. Should be fun. Yeah. The kids have never seen the ocean.
0: Next month, middle of next month, yeah. Kids never seen the ocean, so um, we've been to Florida. We went to Orlando for, for Disneyland, but they they never saw the ocean. So this will be the first time they, they get to see it, and it's like paradise, you know. I'm hoping that they're going to be thrilled because I just want to see them be thrilled. Oh yeah, man. You know,
1: you remember the first time you saw the ocean? Um, honestly. No, I don't really, I can't really pinpoint the first time I saw the ocean. Uh, I think it might have been when I went out to California when I was a kid, but (coughs) I don't know that for a fact. What about the first time you saw Erie? Mm, I don't really remember that either. Okay.
0: Well, the first time I saw the ocean, I was was like six years old, and we went to uh, South Carolina. We went to Myrtle Beach with my mom's uh, parents. We're taking all the, yeah. all the grandkids and everything, um, and I remember we it was like this long ass drive, right? And uh, we finally get there, and I, I'd never been on that long of a trip before. As a little kid, I was like, oh Jesus, we're here! This is you know, I was excited that the trip was over. We reached our destination. I didn't know what to expect when we got out there, but everyone was happy and excited. We we're taking this trip to this place, and we pulled in to like check in at this hotel. It was like a beachfront hotel. And it was right there. So the, the office is right there on the beach. There's the ocean. So you open up the van, get out. It's my my, uh, my aunt's van. Get out, and we just... T- everyone just instinctively took off running in, into the ocean. It's like our, with our clothes on, you know, and uh, all the kids just ran into the ocean. And uh, I don't know, man. It was like I never saw anything like that before. It was uh, the culmination of this long ordeal, this trip, this long fucking trip in the car. Um, that I wasn't used to. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It was. Uh, it was stuck. It stuck with me. The memory stuck with me. Yeah. So I just kind of think that's going to happen with my kids. I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe it won't. I'm sure it will. Maybe they'd be like, to some degree, I'm sure it will. You know. Yeah. It's hard to see something like that and not feel like that a little bit. You know. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, <laughs> a little. Uh, <laughs> where you go with Insufficient. Guy? Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see somebody who's a little. Couple couple fries short of a happy meal, see in the ocean be like, uh water. You know, it's like not that impressive. Mm, mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, maybe they're even more blown away by it. <laughs> maybe they're like, ooh, you know, <laughs> I could see that. Something Either about way that, I could see.
0: Something about that feeling of uh um just seeing something so grand. You know, that feeling uh of be, f- feeling small by comparison to something great, mm. um, that's an awe feeling. Um, I, f- I felt that way when I saw the ocean. I felt that way when the uh, first time I went to Tennessee. When I first time I was ever like high up in high up in the mountains and the valley opened up in front of me, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Um, I mean, I, I I can't really remember feeling that way looking at the stars, but. <clears throat> But surely.
1: I felt that way looking at the moon before. The moon, yeah. 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 Back when I thought it was real, you know. (laughs) The moon? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, You probably felt that way the first time you saw a naked lady,
1: you know, in real life. Do you remember the first time you saw a naked lady? In real life? I guess, yeah. (laughs) Since since you threw that caveat in there. Well, it it
0: makes a difference, for sure. Because, like, I, I just mean, like... In a sexual context, the first time it happened to you in a sexual context. Yeah. You were like, well, I remember that. Bah, bah, and the sun opened, uh, the sky opened up, and the light beams shined down on you. And you were like, I remember that. I would be the one.
1: I ha- it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just yeah, been no, in it's my going, imagination this whole time. It's coming. Yep. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Um. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. At, on New Year's, what'd you do for New Year's? Huh? Nothing. I was I was asleep. Oh, so that's right. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the neighbors had a party. Yeah. Uh, next door, and they have they have like they have like a lot of people over, man. It, it's pretty like chill. Somehow they manage. It's never too loud. It's never a pain in the ass. And their house is very close to our house. Yeah. They had like seventy five people in that little house, and uh, they they got one of those bubbles. Did you see that bubble? Yeah, yeah. They got one of those bubbles. Those COVID things people were using to to like have outdoor dining in yeah. in their front yard. And they were they were looks using like it space. with like a space heater to ha- to have a warm place where people because there were so many people. It with, looks like a moon base, basically. Yeah, there's a tiki bar and a moon base, yeah. and um, uh, every, it was like a themed. The party was themed like um like disco themed. Disco. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you have on a disco suit?
0: No, I, I uh, my daughter has a a wig. Yeah. That is um you you won't I don't think you'll know the reference, but the the wig is to uh, one of the characters from Disney's Encanto. It's like a it's like a, a little black afro basically. A afro. So, so I threw I threw on the black afro blafro. The blafro and I just went over there uh with the blafro. Uh, I didn't I, but my wife, she she had the whole get up on, like a whole like a whole get up on. Yeah. Um and the guy who's hosting the party, <clears throat> um, his his wife was just like Saturday Night Fever or whatever that movie was, and this See dude. Yeah, he painted this painting back. Yeah, here, right? the guy, yeah, yeah, um, and he had the the most amazing outfit. He was wearing these like, um, like aviator sunglasses. No, they were they were gators. They were big ass gators, is what they were, and they were like you know. Um, what's that what's that word where they're like all multicolor reflective across the mm-hmm. surface whatever that means and uh, he was wearing like bell bottoms and he had shoes where hit the soles of his shoes were like fla- constantly flashing lights yeah. um, and <clears throat> big old collar with his shirt opened up and his chest hair showing and it was just like they went all out all out with it um, and it was a rompous time uh, why am I
1: telling you about this party I don't know man uh, I was going somewhere with the Story guys <laughs> had fun Yeah They had a good party It wasn't yeah, it was too a, loud It was a good party We didn't stay the whole time We ended
0: up uh, We ended up leaving like Before 11
1: Yeah Came home Yeah I was asleep Way before midnight I was asking you What you did on New Year's
0: Shit man I was going uh, There was some other Rabbit hole It went a different direction And then I Took the wrong turn At Albuquerque
1: Yep Happens Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know.
0: (laughs) The feeling of awe. I was going somewhere with that, too. Um, Well, I tell you what, I feel that way, that feeling of awe sometimes. When I learn something that I didn't know, you know, like... Especially if it's something really cool or something that is really amazing. I know that's subjective. But you ever learn something and you're like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel all like I just saw a you know a beautiful sunset or something. Just in situations like that where I'm like, ah. like when I fe- when I learned that, uh, when I learned about how electricity and magnetism are one force, mm-hmm. and the explanation for that was that scientists scientists realized at some point when they could measure it, that if you take an electric fi- field and you just change it, it, it creates magnetism. And if you take a magnetic field and you just start changing it, you just start sh- moving it around, it creates an electric charge. I'm like, Oh shit. These are one, these are one thing somehow. And I was just like, that's amazing. That's a- <laughs> That is amazing. Uh, anyway, it's just, just shit like that. And, um, now I told you I, I'm working on a an episode of the podcast that has to do with mathematics. Yeah, and s- lots of math concepts are like that. It just blow my mind. Yeah, you ever you ever watch any of that like like math, no. math documentaries on YouTube?
1: No. I'm such a nerd. Golly, uh, I'm a nerd. I will. No, I don't. I don't watch yeah. things that are gonna go over my head that much. You know, like yeah. I, I can. I can watch, enjoy, and like kind of understand some things that are gonna go like a little over my head, but with math, it's like I don't understand basic mathematics. So like I'm not yeah. No, I don't ever watch that kind of shit. There there
0: are like YouTube videos that I'll turn on and within like twenty seconds I turn it off for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's like I don't understand. It's yeah, this is, yeah, this is I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. So somebody on Twitter posted something that was really interesting and it had to do with A concept called vortex math. So I engage with a guy. I wish I could remember his name. I would would, would give him a shout out. I engage with a guy and he says, um, I'm not, I can't really talk to you. I'm not like the expert. So look it up. And the concept is uh, associated with Nikola Tesla. And I'm like, oh. Fucking Nikola Tesla, that's cool. Like They're like some mysterious historical characters and Nikola Tesla's one of those guys. He's like really fucking interesting. Anything about Tesla, it's like he got my attention. And, um, Married so, a fucking pigeon? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Him and Mike Tyson, I think. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, um, So Nikola Tesla apparently, and I don't know how much of this is like... Interpretation and urban legend, but he had some uh, research into this vortex math, where he came up with some idea that there was a code in nature that's revealed by this vortex math. It's called three six nine vort- vortex diagram, something like that. So I look it up. You don't,
1: you don't get that joke at all, do you? Which one? It's a yin yang twin sign. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Okay. Three six. Nine. Never mind. No, I don't know that. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh this is the secret of the mysteries of nature in this in this thing. So I I, I watched a couple of videos on it. And this is part of this this is now incorporated in part of this episode that I'm trying to do. Uh it it involves this concept vortex math. And so the idea is you know what a vortex is?
1: Okay? Basically a tornado. Feel like a tornado.
0: Yeah. And um and if you can imagine a tornado, right? You got this. This image of like, what is it called? The um, funnel of a tornado. It's got a name. Uh, the funnel, whatever. Um, imagine that, um, like, excuse me, like the reflection of that um, connected to it. So it's like a, it's like a funnel upside down connected to a funnel right side up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shape. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, and then just imagine that the opening of that tunnel getting large on the top and on the bottom until they connect with one another. So the vortex, so that the tornado on the top
1: connects to the tornado on the bottom. If you can imagine that, I can, I guess I can. <laughs> no, so the so in the middle it starts to get bigger. Um, no, no, the the opening of the of the tunnel
0: of the tunnel. So so in a, in a tornado, the, I'm, I'm imagining the opening up top, and it gets okay. it gets narrower as you go down. Right, that's the sh- oh, just the, okay. that's the swirly vortex shape.
1: Okay, okay,
0: but but imagine at the bottom. It it goes the other way, right? It starts off small and gets big again. So you have a tornado on top, tornado on bottom. So if you were looking at this image, it would just look like uh, you know, a semicircle is cut out, right? It just looks like a vase. Yeah, okay. okay. But imagine the top of that vase stretches, gets larger, just and the same on the bottom, stretches and gets larger until it connects. So then you have these tornadoes. That's the image of the vortex that gets created. And that's kind of what got my attention and what I've gravitated towards using in my, this episode that I'm working on. But it's not what Tesla, it's not what Tesla thought was important. What he, what he brought up, and I'll do my best to describe this to you. What he brought up is like, if you take a, a circle, kind of like a clock, but rather than having 12 divided into 12, you just divide it into 10. So this is like a number wheel that he uses to graph this on. And you take the powers of any number, so the powers of two, you know, um, you know two, 2 squared, you know, two, two cubed, two to the fourth whatever that math is, right? You, you take the powers of two, the powers of three, the powers of four, whatever you want. You, you select the number, you, you take the powers of that number to you know, let's just say you choose 10, you go down 10, 10 times. Um, and then you, you find the digital root of that number which I learned just means you add the digits together. So if you have the number 111, it's 1 plus 1 plus 1. The digital root is 3. So all you're doing is you're getting the the, the powers of a certain number, and you're adding the digits to get the digital root, and then you're plotting that on the number wheel. And when you do that, um, (coughs) the powers of a certain number will give you a certain pattern on the number wheel.
1: Mm.
0: And every different... Power you choose gives you a different pattern, like almost like a snowflake. And when you start overlapping them, one the one pattern over the next over the next, eventually you get this vortex shape. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. Okay. Um, but what's weird about it is the numbers three, six, and nine on the number wheel. Damn thanks, fine. <laughs> um, they never appear in the pattern of any number. The power of any number you want, except for three six nine, you're never going to get this pattern. You're, so you're connecting the dots. Um, if I'm taking the digital root of, of of this, maybe maybe the pattern is um, one seven two five, and I'll just connect those dots on the number line and make a shape. And and every single shape skips three six nine, except for the numbers three six nine. So there's something special about the numbers three six nine that is revealed by this vortex diagram and nobody can explain why so it's a mystery and that's what tesla
1: discovered that there's some weird thing going on with 369 some message it's been a hidden <laughs> message in the yin yang twins all this time and i didn't even know it mm. i'm going to i'm going to look into that now there's there's probably some scientists
0: some mathematicians there's probably some high school math teachers that are pulling their hair out listening to me try to describe this like no this is all wrong don't listen to anything this guy says I and mean, this is what i mean it's like i'm not a mathematician i'm really interested and fascinated by this like what does this mean it reflect it reveals some pattern in nature and that's interesting what does it mean that there's patterns in nature uh, that's a kind of mystery i can get my i could sink my teeth into i like it so I want to like I want to learn but I'm trying to do that on YouTube videos and it's just like oh, the best I can do is pick up what I can grasp and there's a lot of it that goes over my head.
1: You ever think about taking like online courses? If I had time I think I would. Yeah. I think I would, man. You can get them pretty easy. Yeah. It's not like you'd have to go to like a like a tutoring thing with a bunch of kids, you know? Yeah. Like, I used to back in school because I was terrible at math. Yeah.
0: Do any any mathematical ideas ever ever make you feel all like that?
1: Um. No, not really. What about just the concept of infinity? Well, uh, I mean, uh, so things like post-school. Yeah, Post, did, yeah post-school. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But, like, not really in a mathematical context, honestly. Just more in, like, a philosophical kind of, uh, you know the math of it really is not doing anything yeah. for me it's just the idea of infinity like yeah. that kind of you know that's kind of crazy what
0: about on the what about on the science side like when you first learned about like cell division or you know like that's how it works you know like my body's just made up of these tiny little cells that cop, copy their DNA and split and into make make they make themselves twins, and it just happens all the time, and that's what keeps me
1: going. Like that's a weird, it's a weird thing to to learn for the first time. It's pretty crazy. I don't understand what that has to do with math, though. It's just the. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, it, I'm just <laughs> joking. Um, you ever see the Katy Perry thing where she's talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson, and she's like. Are science and math related? She's dead fucking <laughs> serious, dude. No, dead serious. Oh come on, it's, it's really funny. How did he How did he handle it? I wonder. Uh, he was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to be nice, you know. Uh, um, uh, of course, but, I mean, Katy Perry's going to be easy to be nice to. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, although she does worship the devil, so <laughs> oh well, you know. You know. Um. So, go ahead. So what, what what were we just talking about? I'm talking about math
0: being in all in science. Math and science in
1: all. Yeah. No, not not too much of that going on for me. So the, the other concept I did just figure out that like oh, when you get your bill yeah. at a restaurant if you take the number and you multiply it by like point Two zero if you want to tip twenty I figured out that's how you do that. Yeah it is. Yeah, I just figured that out. Sure is. I did it on my own though. Like I didn't have to look it up. I was just like thinking about it. You I, know? Ha- I have to say there has been times in my adult life where I have used algebra. Oh yeah? Yeah. For what? What'd you do? Um <laughs> it's like uh, a masturbation thing? No, it's um Is that why you're acting weird about
0: this? Well I'm trying to figure out how to say it. It was how to divide up um lube <laughs> how to divide up um how to how to determine the unit cost while dividing up um an illicit thing oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right gotcha. um yep right on so you do so you do you know you do use some comes of it in handy that. it does yeah you yeah. have to yeah. So the, anyway, the other mathematical concept that's going to be a part of my next whatever podcast, if I can manage to bring this up, is the Mandelbrot set, which I tried to talk about in season two one time. I remember. I don't know if I, I was with mixed success trying to talk about it. Um, so it's that and the, uh, the apparently there is a connection between vortex math, those vortex diagrams I was telling you about, and the Mandelbrot set. That's the thing that I noticed um, that got me inspired to do a math episode is the fact that there's a shape, it's a very unique shape. It's called a cartoid that appears on the Mandelbrot set. It's the, ma- the main feature of the Mandelbrot set, and it appears in the um, in the vortex diagram.
1: Hmm. Why? It's weird. I want to know why. You're onto something, dude. <laughs> you're you're pulling at a thread. This reminds Can me of I that Unravel this bitch This reminds
0: me of that movie Do you you remember that movie With Mel Gibson uh, Conspiracy Theory Yeah Remember that Yeah Wow They just popped in my head From like the vault Deep deep in the vault
1: I love Mel Gibson man <laughs> Yeah you know, we, we were talking about Mel Gibson with Matt The other day Yeah I love Mel Gibson <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson's the man Yeah um, Conspiracy Theory Was really good Yeah um, Fuck man I was just talking with my friend Joe, who I'm trying to get on the podcast. Still, I really Catholic want to get fella? Joe. Yeah, yeah we on here. get him on here. He's an interesting guy, uh, but he was talking to me about uh, the Patriot and how, <laughs> like, I like the Patriot. Don't get me wrong, I do yeah, like the Patriot. Sure, it's not but hard. it is a goofy ass movie, you know. Yeah. As far as like action period pieces go, yeah. it's like kind of goofy, you know. So it's been a really long time since I've rewatched it. What what strikes you as goofy? Some of the the humor in it, mm. you know, because there are some humorous like moments from when, time to time. When they dye their teeth black. With yeah, the yeah. yeah. Stuff, that's stuff like that. Weird. Yeah. I never really thought about it, but that's weird. I mean, it's not weird, but it's just like, it, it's not... What am I trying to say here? Like, you know how when you go to a comedy and it's a good comedy? Okay, just think of like, Oh Brother, Where are That movie's funny as fuck. Yeah. Um... Now think of like that, uh, that scene from The Patriot. It's like not as funny. It's like not as like well written. It's like they sure. they dyed their teeth, you know. Yeah, yeah. I see um, what you mean. Yeah, it's kind
0: of on the nose.
1: Yeah, yeah It's yeah, kind of yeah. like w- it is funny. It's funny, but it's not like like well thought out or yeah, you know. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that movie that movie had good actors, and
0: so even if the writing was oh, terrible, yeah. they no, it was
1: a good movie. I like The Patriot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love period, period movies in general. That guy went too soon. How'd he die?
0: Suicide, right? Or was it a drug overdose? One or the other. I can't remember, man. He died. He died. What? what, what? He was filming a movie. Was that the um, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yeah. And then they a bunch of other actors stuck, <coughs> stepped in to finish that movie. Yeah, and Colin
1: they, Farrell, Jude Law. Jude
0: Law, yeah, yeah. And they gave all that money to his daughter.
1: Yeah. All those actors have volunteered to finish that film. Heath Ledger, man. You know, I remember when he died, I was working at Applebee's. Oh, yeah. I worked at Applebee's <laughs> for like two weeks, and God. then I was like, nope, well, I'm not working here anymore. I mean, you worked at a lot of restaurants. I worked at a bunch of places, period, yeah. man. I've had so many fucking jobs. Well, why was Applebee's worse than it, like any other restaurant you've worked at? Well, working in kitchen sucks just because you have to be there so late, especially at a place like Applebee's. Yeah. Um, you know, like kitchen doesn't close till like midnight or something, so... You're usually out of there at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. It fucking sucks. That does suck. Um, it's a young
0: man's burden. Yeah.
1: Mainly that. Ma- mainly that. Yeah. And honestly, just back then, I was a um, very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have much of a work ethic, you know? Yeah. I, I thought I was going to... Back then, I still thought I was going to be, like, Bam Margera or something like that, you know? I thought, like, something was just going to click. Something was just going to happen, and I was going to, you know... I don't know what the fuck I thought. Yeah, I thought about
0: something like that the other day. I thought about uh, when I was like a very young professional in the the, the early days. Um, Like I, I always take my work seriously. Yeah. But boy, man, my heart was not in it in those early days. I, I, uh, like, was in a situation where if the flow of calls was um, low enough, they would just let people go home. Yeah. and I was always like volunteering to go home. It was like I got friends, oh, yeah. I got better shit to I know do. taught about. So for I was, sure. I was never the guy that was like when I was young. I was never the guy that was like, give me yeah, the yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, and, get after it. And it that was back in a day when that actually still kind of mattered. P- people still, you know, appreciated that. Um, oh, it still matters.
1: You think? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think. Uh, Honestly, I think it matters more now than ever. I think if you show up at a place, if you're a new employee mm-hmm. and you show up and you are competent and you show that you care about your work, I think it means more than ever because I think so many people don't right now. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like, many people
1: don't. Yeah, so many people don't that if you show up and you do good work, people are like, No, oh, I, yeah, I like this person. Finally. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it's true, man. I, I, I talk to a lot of people in the HR world. And um, everybody has a hard time finding good people um, and keeping them.
1: It's like it's been a problem for years. Yep. I don't know what that means. It's been a problem. It's been a noticeable problem since COVID. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but just like... uh, yeah, since COVID. Like, fast food places. Like, a lot of times you go to go through the drive-thru and they're like, sorry, we're not open. We don't have the staff. You know, like, we just can't staff. That's
0: weird, man.
1: You know, so that that has been going on a lot since COVID, things like that. Um, but I do think it was before COVID, too. I think that we've been on a, a, sl- a, sl- like a downward slide for a long time. Yeah. And I think that... I was just talking about this the other day with someone... Um, I think that we, I think that America and the West and the world really are in for, like, not great times in the in the not-too-distant future.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been trying. It's
1: hard to not see how things are not just, like, sliding down further and further and further.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I man, I've got some real worries about that myself. Um yeah. You know, because I've got young kids, too, and it makes me feel like. I don't know. What, I don't know what to do because I want to do something for
1: them. But I, I definitely feel worried at times about you know where things are go- headed. We're know? gonna have to do something. I really, I, f- I fully believe that we're gonna have to do something before the end of our lives. We're gonna have to do something to be like we need to change the direction things are going, hmm. or at least we need to break away from the group of people who are insisting that we go in the direction that we are going, you know, like yeah. you guys keep going in this direction if you want, but we don't want to do yeah. this anymore. Yeah. Um, Boy. I mean, I think about like, <clears throat> I just saw this video the other day of this guy. And I mean, you've seen videos like this before, um, on the internet, on TV, things like that. But it was this guy and he looked just awful. He, he just, he, you could tell that he has problems, um, and that he's just you know like not in a great position in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Just by looking at him, um, he looks like unwashed and just not good. Um, and he starts saying something about how I heard you want to come like hang out in my room with me, and he's like showing, giving a tour of his room, and there's just fucking trash everywhere. His his mattress doesn't have a sheet on, and it looks disgusting. Yeah, oh boy! And he's got like a bucket that he pisses in next what? to him, and I think that I I, I think that. Stuff like that is on the increase in America. I think that there are a lot more people like that than there used to be. Mm. A lot more people who are not fit to, like, go out and hold jobs and, and things like that. So, yeah, man, I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. Like what What's causing it? Oh, well, I mean... I mean, like, like
0: there's a... You could say that there's, like... um more people that are addicted to drugs. There's more people that are homeless. There's more people that are mentally ill. Um, there's more people that uh, are happy um, to live in poverty or, or unmotivated to you know. I don't know. I don't know. You could say all that, but there has to, but there has to be some reason for for the change. There has to be some reason behind all that. It's like if you're, you know. It's like an it's like an unhappiness epidemic or a epidemic of meaning or an epidemic of uh well i don't know man i I think it's attached to this uh, thing i tried to talk about with on the episode matt was on about the decline of uh art Mm. like it's related to that Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what it is uh it's like we need like vivek vivek ramaswamy says we need uh, a, a a new vision to unite us as a people and i think there's an interesting uh there's, there's something interesting in that. It's like we don't have much unifying us as, as a people anymore. Because, you know, it's like undermining the United States. You know, we've talked about this before, but like how how the image of the United States um, in in the world, but also in the eyes of like young children. You know, when, when when they learn history, it's like America no longer has a glorious history. They have a shameful history. It's like so when you undermine this this nation, this national identity that used to unite us. Now we don't want to even associate it with, it with it anymore. At least young people don't, and so we can't even feel like we're, we're united by um, the, you know, the, the, our national identity. Um, so we need something to unite us. We need something like that. And Vivek thinks that he, we can restore uh, a national identity, and that that it could be. I mean, he he also talks about God you know, being, being important in that. And and it is, and, and and it's related. I mean, no, no doubt it's related. Um, but it's
1: something like that we need, you know, we need something like that. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I don't agree with Vivek in the sense of like, I don't believe in civic nationalism. Like I don't believe that America really means anything. Um, I think that like the meaning of America changes, you know, it's changed a bunch over time. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't think that it, it has like a firm, like concrete meaning. So hold on. Let me push back on you a little bit, because I, I agree with, with you in some
0: sense that the meaning changes, the meaning of everything changes or the interpretation of it changes. But in the case of the United States, you have a immortal constitution, a constitution that doesn't change. And it does change, though. Well, you're right. It can be amended, but the the language in the Constitution um, that says you know he, he, uh, human be, human beings have in, have individual value values as individuals with rights that are inalienable. When you have that, there's a meaning that I mean, God, how do you? I guess I guess that you can misinterpret that too. I mean, can you? Can you, what were you going to say? Can you misinterpret the idea that we have in, that we we have inalienable rights as individuals when it's in the when it's written in our founding documents? Is, Sh- that, is that something that can be? Sure.
1: I think <laughs> so. I mean, it, it's like you'd have to be willfully, willfully, you know,
0: misinterpreting that.
1: Oh, uh, really? You think so? Yeah. I don't think you'd have to. I think that you could be honestly misinterpreting it. I mean, what is a right? Where do well, rights come from?
0: Well, the rights are um, specifically outlined in the Constitution. So it's like, the, these are the rights.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, no, no, no. I don't mean like, what... I, I'm not asking like, what are the rights? in. I'm saying, what is a right, period? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a right fundamentally? Well, something that's endowed
0: by our creator, right? So it's not it's not something that can be defined or controlled by um, government, right? We worship different
1: creators, though.
0: I guess you could try to make that argument. Yeah. But does that change?
1: Well, does that change
0: what what the rights are that are being protected?
1: I would think so. I mean, I would think that... If you believe God is... I would think that, like... Very conservative extremist Muslims are fighting for different rights than like those paganists who put up that statue in Iowa that got torn down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would assume that they're fighting for very different rights. Yeah, but those aren't the rights that are outlined in the Bill of Rights.
0: Ye- so that's what I'm saying is like the fact that they're written down, they're they're a, a, permanent, a permanent fixture that are associated with our having... Uh, been endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and and these are the rights that we've that we've determined that they are. Now, I, I mean, I agree we can we can change our mind about what those rights are, and that's scary. Um, that's kind of scary. You're right. I mean, uh, hypothetically, Lord forbid, we have enough radical people um, in, in, ch- the, in the to
1: pop- amend to amend. The yeah, Constitution. But, people, but we do stuff against the con like counter to the Constitution all the time. Sure. We do. Yeah, so like that's kind of my point. Like, you know, it doesn't the Constitution has been well, You're like being one of these like uh like boomer constitution worshipping Republicans right now. Sure. You know, it's like it's dead, it's gotten us here, you know. Mm-hmm it's not it's not as powerful as like people want to act like it is, you know people just you know they just do whatever they want, yeah, I suppose
0: um, I think that the Constitution outlines the the form of government that is the most perfect, yeah uh I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's the most perfect that we that we've yet discovered. But the fact that it, even if it could be perfect, if we could pen the perfect, you know, Constitution, we all have free will, right? We can all act whether, whether we want to accord with that or not. I mean, that's, I, I, I recognize that reality, but I don't know what it means. Does it mean that the, the enterprise of government is uh, useless, futile. Is that what it means? Why would it mean that? Because it's all it's all it's all up to interpretation, and you can you can choose to uh, accord your life with the with the rules that are outlined or not. So even if we can make the perfect constitution, we all get to decide whether or not we want to honor that. So it, does it undermine the the entire idea of having a constitution? Gotcha.
1: I feel like you're being a nihilist? How? I don't know. No, I don't. I I think that we need more than the Constitution. I think we need something based on more than the Constitution. I, I feel like, um, I would like I would like the Constitution to be more uh, explicitly Christian. To be to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Well, so so the the only higher authority
0: than the than the federal government, if you want to put it that way, or the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the right of the governed. I guess that's what they call it. Everybody agrees to be governed, right? So you have a you agree upon having an authority over you. So so there's that there's that. Um, where am I going with this? I don't know. Here. Oh, God, so God has a higher authority than that. So so, so I guess I, I see your point. Um, but that only works if everybody, if everybody believes in that creator, right? Everybody has to be Christian in a Christian nation for them to honor, for them to have a reason to honor that law more than civil law.
1: You can't, at the very least, you can't be openly anti-Christian. Like you cannot be Christian, but you can't go around like you know, like being like I'm anti-Christian, and I, you know, uh, you can't go around undermining. The, the rules and things like that. Would you say that our
0: society is anti-Christian?
1: Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you? I would.
0: How long would you say, like how far back into your history would you say
1: that's true? Like when did you realize that that was the case? When did I realize that was the case or how long has that been the case? Well, I guess I'm interested in what, what you think About both of those things. I mean, I realized it was the case before I was a Christian. um, I knew that that it was like not cool to be Christian, you know. Um, So I would say, yeah, fifteen years ago, I could already tell that it was like fifteen, maybe even like twenty years ago. Yeah, I could already tell that's like not cool to be Christian.
0: So when you when you say it that way, it's not cool to be Christian. I would agree with you. I think there, in my lifetime, there was never. Uh, it was n- it was never something that you would be bragging about. Um, I went to church. I was at Sunday school. I was at youth. No, you'd almost be embarrassed. You'd about almost
1: it. be embarrassed. You don't about tell it. people. I mean, I went to Christian schools, so mm. everyone went to church. Well, you know, but yeah, at public schools, yeah, I mean, it's like you're not going there talking about church on Sunday. You know, dude, I I, I mentioned this once.
0: Tell me if you remember me mentioning this. You remember me mentioning <coughs> um little skinny black Anthony from high school? Yep. Do you remember what I said about Black Anthony from high school? Not really. Not off the top of my head. He would pray before he ate his lunch every day. Yeah, yeah, okay. He was the one, he was the only kid I ever saw in public school put his lunch down, close his eyes, fold his hands silently, and then eat his lunch. And I I still remember it because I was so like, like, affected by that. I was like... I don't know how, well, what, to th- what to think of it. He's like he's not ashamed of it. That's what I was thinking. He's not ashamed of it. Yeah. Because even then it was it was socially uncool, man. Even even that. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So it, it's been a long time since I have noticed that it's been uncool to be Christian or that like our society is leaning away from Christian values, things mm. like that. Um, Do you know any of the statistics about like church rolls
0: falling over the over the like last hundred years? Because the, you know, like the Catholic the Catholic churches, if it's, if, it's, if it wasn't for S- Central and South America, would be fucking hurting for you know for uh, parishioners or whatever you call them for uh, converts.
1: Is that true? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know um, either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that the number of people identifying as Christian, the number of people identifying as religious, um, those numbers just in every poll since the seventies anyway, declining, declining, declining. Yeah, I think that. um,
1: I think that it would. I think that. What am I trying to say? Basically, I think that it's been going down for longer than the seventies. You know. Yeah. I think it's agreed. A long time. So. So. I
0: agree with all of that that being a Christian in my lifetime was it was never seen seen to be cool, certainly not, and almost unacceptable, certainly not something that you want to brag about or, or be public about in any way outside of your family to church context yeah. um, then there's declining uh membership in churches and and uh you know all of that going on um and then at the same time there's people who talk about Christian nationalism, yeah people that talk about the the um what word would I want to use the strong arming of non-christians to, into abortion rights and things like that as though as though christians have some huge powerful voting block or or
1: or authority no, in, that's in a, society as I mean I, I basically consider myself a Christian nationalist at this point and it's like most of the people who are Christian nationalists don't think that we're going to make a huge difference anytime soon, you know it's like a long game mm. um so yeah no um I, I don't I don't disagree with you that we I know that we don't have a huge voting block, although what you were talking about a second ago with like church attendance and religiosity having been going down, mm. I do think that people are gonna start turning back towards it i really i like fully believe that yeah. That in the next like couple years you're gonna see like a a big turn back towards religion.
0: I think you're right. And I think I think for part of the reason when we said it wasn't cool, well, we live in this contrarian world now where what's not cool is what's cool. That you know, that's the whole hipster ethos. That's the whole, you know, that's the whole it's the whole thing. It's it's um it it's like only a matter of time before uh, Christianity becomes this niche. Um, you know, it's like socially unacceptable, and that's why it, it has an appeal. It, it's going to have
1: a renewed public appeal yeah. for, for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like, <sighs> you know, we came out of the 50s when everyone was all buttoned up and stuff like that. And then, you know, you get the 60s where you got like, you know classic rock is starting and then the 70s when it's like led zeppelins mm-hmm. at like the full the full height of their power yep. and then you get you know it's like later 70s you get like punk rock mm-hmm. which is just like you think about like the original punk rock think about like the sex pistols it's like the completely opposite of the 50s you know yep um so nowadays when everything is like the sex pistols you know society is the sex pistols punk rock is jesus, you know. So, I think that there's some some legitimate uh truth in that. I think you're right, man. I do think that um I think the same kind of hipsters that want to ride
0: their bike to save the world, yeah, um are going to think that
1: mon- so they're going to start gonna, saying the N word. They're
0: going to think that monogamy and
1: yeah. and, and, home and homemaking are are you're you're like talking about something that is already like you you just, like, came to a conclusion on your own of something that people have been talking about on the internet for a while well, now. tell me, please. It's that, like, this trad lifestyle, it's becoming—people are playing it. People are, like, you know, wearing their dresses on TikTok and baking cookies yes. and, and acting like they're married. I mean, maybe they are married, whatever. But at the end of the day— when you tell that woman who is like in her dress and baking cookies that she shouldn't be able to vote, she's going to melt down. And, and it's like, then you're not trad. I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell you. No. Like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like a, <clears throat> it seems like a step too far, man. I don't know. No, <laughs> not at all, man. Oh, buddy, <clears throat> buddy. I don't, why does that seem like a step too far?
0: Because, um, boy, man, because I, I think women should be able to vote. I guess Why? I don't know. Um Because all they, women. Well, that's good. Well, listen, I, I don't want to. Oh, I guess what I want to say is, if you asked me, do I think all people should have an equal right to vote? I think the answer is no. I don't think all people are. Uh, have the same capability to make an informed decision. So um, I'm not making a distinction between man man and woman. (laughs) I'm just saying um, I see some of of the point you're making. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think that all men should be able to vote.
0: Exactly. Just land on (laughs) it.
1: Never mind. Just what? Uh,
0: No. I was going to make a a joke about... uh, the original state of voting in this country, landowning white males.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm all right with that. Oh, God, oh, God. (laughs) I, you know, like, obviously, with the white thing, I'm joking, but, like, um, not, like, landowning. I think that's a good idea. I think that, like, people who own property, you know. Yeah. I think that's a good, maybe a good place to start. Um, Or if you are a net tax negative you don't get to vote yeah that's a better that's a better
0: idea than land owning because it's land because land i mean even though it's not necessarily a part there's a lot of land to be had right now uh it's a finite resource right Mm -hmm. so it's like boy i don't know if i want to commit myself to that um but yeah if you're if you're a net negative tax
1: uh leech i see what you're saying with the land thing um I, de- I definitely think that's a good point, but honestly, there is a part of me that's like the fewer people voting, the better. Like, yeah, that's fine if if you have if the people that have all the
0: land are voting for the best interest of everyone. But it's it's it could easily be abused in that
1: situation. Yeah, just like just like I mean, just like this shit show where everyone can fucking vote. You know, where they're arguing for 14-year-olds to be able to vote, that can get abused. That's easily abused, you It know? is, absolutely. And it's easily abused because these people are fucking dumb, and they, like, will just fall for TV commercials, you know? They'll wow. see a TV commercial and be like, yeah, there that's it, it is. you know? That's it. Um, oh, man. God, sometimes I get depressed, man, thinking about this. Me too. I've been, like, not in a great mood the last, like, few weeks, really. Yeah. Just, like... I don't know, man. Everything seems so fucking bleak. Yeah. I try not to be like that. And like if you like go through my Twitter, I don't like sound I'm not like a doomer. I'm not like always like everything's fucked. I can't stand people like that. Yeah. Um But I do feel it. I definitely feel it. Yeah. Everything seems fucked. So I'm I'm hopeful, like I know that
0: Things generally expand to a certain degree and then they collapse back in the pool the other way. So, what comes up must go down. The pendulum swings one way, it comes back the other way. Um, I just sort of keep telling myself that we're as far as the pendulum could possibly swing. You know, like we, there are some things that make me feel like we're starting to come back the other direction. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it makes me hopeful. And I just want to like attach on to those things and think, um, you know we're moving in the right direction it's only a matter of time um but you know other times i just feel fucking like you like you you described it just seems bleak
1: Yep.
0: ah buddy Yep. on a uh on a more positive note um my wife got me a dope ass christmas present
1: dope ass huh look to your left
0: on the floor or on your on your right right. excuse me my (laughs) left uh, on the floor do you see that black box over here against the wall yes oh yeah see that what what does it say
1: the black books it's a bunch of people's a bunch of girls phone numbers <laughs> on top of it is what the red book you betcha bunch of indian girls phone numbers
0: <laughs> yes yeah, oh god so um so all right so i don't know if you know about the black books but um you knew uh, i was reading carl young's red book and that's super interesting just the whole concept of the book is super interesting
1: black books a lot of fucking books man this it's a lot a big of big ass books too a
0: lot of books so for those people who have no idea what I'm talking about, the uh, psychologist Carl Jung, um, that he was a... Pronounced Jung. Carl Jung. Um, he, uh, Jung. He he got some Jung in the trunk. <laughs>
1: he, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Um, so Carl Jung, the psychologist, um, he, was the, he was the kind of guy that's into like interpreting dreams and, and uh, you know exploring the unconscious and that kind of shit. And he would do this um, practice he called active imagination where he would kind of fantasize um, in a meditative state that's how I imagine it anyway. Um, he would um, allow images to come to his mind, just whatever naturally pops in your head. If you close your eyes and you try to clear your head, sometimes things will emerge. You know, you'll know, you have little pictures or little shapes or little feelings or whatever. And um, he he tried to foster all of that so that if something popped in his head, he would find out how to keep it around. He would find out how to um, make it clearer and until he could actually... Play a little movie Like he would He would go into this state of mind Where things would Pop into his head And then they would Start to interact With each other And little things Would play out And it was all Symbolic to him And weird And then it was Like a dream And he would Come out of it And write down With a dream And what it, he thought It meant And he filled A book with this stuff Called The Red Book Yeah And it's amazing And Carl Oof. Carl Jung no, will tell me. Carl, I don't know If he would use These words But I'm gonna use These words um, I think Carl Jung Believed that that kind of thing spontaneous um, images spontaneous stories um, intuitions epiphanies these kind of things unexplained sorts of things he believed were was the unconscious communicating with you with you with you the conscious the conscious being Man. and there's there's not a big difference between the collective unconscious the way Carl Jung understood it and the way that some people myself included under understand god yeah so so when carl jung was writing the red book oh, he man. he was writing what you might what you might call a revelation a a vision from god like you see in the bible when ezekiel or or uh whoever gets a vision yeah this is what this is what it is something spontaneously coming from the unconscious into him, into his consciousness and it's a message from god so that's fucking cool
1: are all of your thoughts messages from god
0: i want my my impulse is to say no but the ones that don't come from you are i think aren't you god yes and no yes and no okay so anyway, um the black books. Now this so you know what the red books are and how how it got there. Apparently, he publishes the red book and then he keeps doing this for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he doesn't publish any of that until like last year and the black books get released. The black books are the last however many years of his life continuing to write down the stories. Uh, of his active imagination exercises, his communications with God. And it's like, to me, it's kind of like a giant stack of holy books. That's how I look at them, and I am fascinated. I wanna, I, I'm want i really interested to finish the Red Book and to continue to read the Black Books.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't think that the meaning of the Red Books or the Black Books are going to be the same to me as they w- were to him. And I don't think that matters exactly. Yeah. I think that whatever it means to me is valid and also maybe a message from God in and of itself. My interpretive structure is also not under my control. How I put things together, how I put meaning together, is something like an epiphany. It just happens to me. I'm not directing it. right? It just It's something else.
1: And I think, I'm really fascinated with that idea right now. I don't understand how what you're saying I don't understand how you can make an argument that like all of your thoughts are not God. I don't understand the no. You know, it's like you yeah. said it's yes and no. Yeah. I don't understand how it can be no. Um okay, so in the sense that um this is
0: going to be uh, I'll do my best. In the sense that I believe Everything that exists is God. Nothing exists apart from God. Yeah. To say that my thoughts are, all of my thoughts are God is true. Um, in another way, there's, and you've made this point many times, there's a distinction between God the Father, the Creator God, and anything manifest, you and my, me included. There's something different between the transcendent God and the eminent here and now. And you, I might say that even the immanent God and mean that. Um, I I lost the where I began. <clears throat> uh, yeah. How it could be yes and no? Yeah, yeah. So it's like um, I'm not God the Transcendent. I'm not God the Father. I, I am and I'm not right. Yeah. Um, but you know, like if all of if all of creation, if all of Imminent God is God, which I believe to be the case, then yes, I'm God, and so are my thoughts. um but I'm not the transcendent God. So imagine those thoughts, thoughts that come from the transcendent in, into the imminent. Those are somehow different from the thoughts I'm generating myself. Even though it's all God,
1: there's some distinction. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it and, makes sense. I mean, I don't necessarily like believe it, but <laughs> um, it makes sense. Um, so it's a paradox. Yeah. Yeah. So you believe that God was speaking to Carl Jung <laughs> through these, like you believe that he was interacting with God in these, like active imagination sessions. Um, how would I say? How would I want to word that? Um, I believe that
0: he was listening differently in and in, in his active imagination, so that he was so that he was more receptive to it but that it's that doesn't mean it's uh, a, a unique thing it's not like um Ed, Edward Casey Edward Casey you know you know the the sleeping prophet I know that Casey name, but um yeah this is a guy that would he would lay down and go into a trance and he would speak you know like okay. prophecies
1: and shit it's not like that it's not like there was a moment of prophecy it's yeah. like revelation is constantly it's I'm it's not like, asking you to like defend it like it's like hokey I'm just like straight up asking you think that he was interacting with God in these these sessions. Yeah. 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 And you feel like God showed him something that was valid. About, yes, yes. And you believe that you reading it, you can come up with a different message that is also valid. Yes, I think so.
0: All right. J- just like you can read the Bible and come up with a, um, a valid
1: yeah, yeah. message. You and said it- that you felt like they were holy books, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I think um, holy
0: books are second hand in every case whether it's me reading Carl Jung's uh, black books or reading uh, The Vision of Ezekiel or or, uh, John of Patmos or something. Um, (coughs) (coughs) What do you mean they're second hand? They're the ones that had that experience (coughs) and I'm just just reading about it. You know? And that... (laughs) <laughs> does that? Uh, I mean, it probably strikes you as a blasphemous a little bit, like the, the saying that
1: they're secondhand.
0: Saying that they're secondhand, but also putting putting up like the black book and the Bible in the same category that way.
1: Um, it, it does. I'm not. I mean, I guess it does seem. I guess technically it is blasphemous. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like super offended by it or anything, yeah. but I don't put them. I I couldn't. I can't put them in the same category. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not like valuable, you know, full of valuable information, but I don't think that they are holy books. You know, how people I mean, I I think that there's really only one holy book, you know. I don't I don't think that the the other ones are really valid.
0: Yeah. I would say I think that the the holy book is the human heart. It's the human experience. Everything you everything you need to
1: know yeah. is there. Well, it says in the Bible that God will write His law on our hearts. Mm, so
0: Jesus, there it is. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, so you know how like um, I don't know how, how much you buy into this or if this is going to even sound, <coughs> sound sound right to you, but I keep looking at this painting, this classical painting on the on the wall behind me, and I'm thinking, thinking about art. So like people get inspired to create something. And that's weird in and of itself. The feeling of inspiration, because it's it's a motivation, um, but it's but it's a unique motivation. It's a, it's a motivation to be creative, and that's a weird thing, man. Like, what is that? You just feel inspired to create, you know. Um, some people feel that more than others. Some people feel that all the time. Some people never feel that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The desire to create, but when it happens, when the when the muses, you know, strike you or whatever the the ancient people used to used to say. Um, you create the art, and <coughs> and it has a, a certain meaning, maybe to you, maybe not. Uh, maybe you don't know the meaning until it's done, and maybe you're interpreting it as much as everybody else. But there's something spontaneous about art. It's like you don't know what it it even is until uh, you get start getting halfway into it. You know, it doesn't really flush out until you're already part part way there. Something unconscious is coming out in the art. And then everybody who looks at it afterwards, and you know all these stuff, stuffy people in the museums, they're they're looking at it, sitting on the bench, you know, in, in quiet, staring at this thing for minutes on, on end, trying to understand what it means. And everybody takes away something different. And it's it's strange to me because that seems like the same thing that's happening <laughs> in the revelation. Something in your unconscious comes out. Uh, if you interpret that as a connection to God and, and, a, and, a, and a revelation, I, th- I think that's valid. But to interpret that as, you know, the, the muses inspiring you to create, that seems like a very similar description. And then what you have at the end is something that is like a, a relic. It's a, 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 a something that immortalizes that um, that moment of connection to the unconscious, to the divine, um, <coughs> and and it's it's a it's a certain kind of thing. It's a kind of thing that has meaning and nobody can understand exactly where it comes from or what it is. And maybe it's different for everybody, but it's something everybody acknowledges it's something. And it's like that's so powerful to me. That mystery is so powerful. That something can come out of us that we don't that doesn't seem to belong to us. And once we get it out into the world it fascinates everybody. Everybody's compelled by it. The myths, you know, the art, it's amazing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? I, I just see that as sublimely spiritual, like the spirit coming through matter, manifesting into <clears> the world, <throat> and everybody's fascinated by it. And we, and we put price tags on art like, like you wouldn't believe. It's worth, it's priceless is what we say. Mm-hmm. And we say the same thing about our holy stories.
1: Yep. What does any of that do to you, Kyle? What makes me, th- you know, we were talking earlier about how bad things are. And think about, like, the state of art and beauty today, you know, and how, like, not good it is, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It's bad. Now, Matt, Matt says, and I think
0: he has a good point, that if you get beyond, if you go a couple layers deep in, in if you go beyond the surface pop culture n- nonsense, there's good stuff to be found. Yeah. Um, but what does it mean that the pop culture
1: nonsense is so bad? That the surface level stuff is so bad. You know, honestly, even vapid, I would say that for what I am looking for in content, I don't even think that there's that much underground stuff coming out that's good. That's that's good, honestly. Really? You know, like I think a lot of the underground stuff is um, just like ideologically, like diametrically opposed to me. Um, so it's like, yeah, maybe it's underground, maybe it's not like, uh, getting made by Universal Studios, mm-hmm. but it's still nonsense. It's still like, f- like the, the, f- the idea behind the movie, not the story, the, the idea that the story is expressing, yeah. it's just, it's just fucking shallow stupid and a yeah. lot of the time, you know? Boy. Um, but you know, that's not everything. Um. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> somebody said the other day on Twitter that the the left can't meme. Like, the left making memes, they always suck. They're always very uncompelling. Really? Yeah, always. Uh, and she said that the right can't do art. I don't agree with that. I think that there are great artists who are right-wing, most likely. But you you can't... If you especially if you want to be a successful artist, you can't be open about being right-wing. True, you know? Yeah. Um so I think that if we just like stop squashing down everybody who expressed a, a even semi right-wing idea, um you would see a lot more like right-wing ideology being mm-hmm. expressed in art.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah man, it's there's a serious lid on that.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't happen at all. It's like, you know, I shouldn't say it doesn't happen at all, but very rarely.
0: So you were saying that the whole time. I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about country music. Really, is what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, and then I remembered whatever the country music awards this past this last you know cycle, when, whenever it was, and how uh, like overtly woke the um, yeah the, the country
1: music awards were. Yeah, like mainstream country is retarded. Yeah, boy, man. Yep, mainstream everything is retarded. Hmm. that's the thing though like like I was talking about with like movies and things like that mainstream music is retarded but all of the small people who I like if I started talking about politics with them I i can't I just can't do it they would hate me they would think yeah. I'm you know a Nazi so there's a guy
0: that I um, that I like um, I, bump, I communicated with him on Twitter. He's a professor. He's out in uh, California. Um, I have about one of his books, and I was still planning on doing an episode on it. Um, I, he's a fan of Rudolf Steiner. We did. I did an episode on him early on, and he's also a fan of Whitehead. So we, I did a shit ton on Whitehead, so that's how I got looped in with him. And um, the other day, he made some remark on, on Twitter about... And it was so, like, he assumed... Everybody must, everyone would agree with him when he said it. <coughs> and I think that's, that's the part that struck me the, the harshest, right? He said something about how um, he knows democracy is at stake in 2024, like with this, with this yeah. presidential campaign. And, uh, and I, call, I called him out on it politely, you know. Um, and I'm like, you know, basically, why do you assume that Trump will be a dictator if he's elected? or that if he if he were to be reelected he would act any more dictatorial than Biden or any other president in recent history it's like you know it's not i mean treating treating the united states as sort of a borderline dictatorship is kind of what's been happening for the last you know in my in my um voting lifetime for for sure yeah every president has taken more more executive power and stepped over more lines yeah. you know um so uh that's what so I, that's what I asked him and he was and then then his remark to me was um did I <laughs> I don't I don't want to give to a voice cuz I don't want to be nasty. He said uh um do uh did I say he was that he was a dictator. I went, no, you didn't. You said democracy was at stake and I assumed that's what you meant. Um and so this is the narrative now and this is this Biden gave a speech I didn't hear it but I heard about it. Um just recently a campaign speech, and that's 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 what the um platform is
1: yeah
0: that this this uh election is the election that's going to decide whether the united states can can continue to be a democracy or whether um, or, or what nobody's explicitly saying, but it seems to me that that means the alternative is trump is a dictator,
1: yeah okay um what are your thoughts on all this well <clears throat> i mean it seems like i it seems to me like people like this person you were talking to are, are operating completely on emotion because there's not even any guarantee that Trump is going to be the nominee. Right. Um, it looks like there's a good chance that he might. He He's just doing well in the polls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they're, like, throwing every trick in, in that they can to uh, sure. to try to keep him out. Yep. So there's no guarantee that he's even going to be the nominee. So, like, if Ron DeSantis is the next president, is... If it's Ron DeSantis versus Joe Biden, is democracy still on the ballot? <laughs> exactly. If it's Vivek, well, probably they, they would probably say so with Vivek because he's pretty. Uh, he says some pretty radical stuff, but
0: I see a little bit of like a Freudian thing going on here. Um, I think that democracy is shaky right now. Yeah, and I think that. Um, there's more boy, I don't know what word to use here. There's more valid concern and criticism about the elections the integrity of the elections in this country than um is being- ad- ad- allowed to be talked about or admitted and if um if Biden wins again that that vape may very well be the first evidence of the collapse of democracy. Now, Biden is saying that that, that is the risk of him losing. And I, what I'm suggesting is that may very well be the risk of him winning.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: he's saying, you know, we have to we have to stop this from happening, but that's exactly what will happen. You know, it's like what... I don't know if it's fair to say what he wants to happen, but, you know, I'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know I think that that's kind of like the nature of politics when you have it when you have when you have a political system like ours where power like can shift hands um I think that you're just going to have a lot of um just fuckery, you know? Yeah. It, it's it's a shame cuz it almost
0: deteriorates to that almost inevitably. You know, it becomes a, it becomes a, a game, and I think that's what makes the two party system so particularly dangerous. Yeah, because it's always one side against another. If there were three parties, three major parties, or twenty major parties, I think you you
1: you wouldn't necessarily have that same dynamic. I also think that doing politics in you know the way that is popular in the West you know, in modern, in the modern world, it also leaves it open for... So, I think one of the big reasons that they don't want Trump to be able to be president again is because, like you were saying, it's been a trend through at least, at least our voting lives that the executives have just been taking more and more and more power. Mm-hmm. They're, it's, a, it's a pretty powerful position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Trump was a little bit more, um, I don't know, cunning, you know, Uh, he could be really dangerous to them if he got that position again. Um, So uh, I I think that that's a huge part of the reason they're trying to keep him out. And I think that, again, like, with the political systems that are in the West, it leaves it open constantly for someone to play the political system well and, like, seize power you know like that's a serious possibility um yeah and honestly sometimes i think that it's maybe the only way that anything's ever going to change one way or the other Mm. you know so i mean boy it's scary man yeah i think that if trump
0: uh happens to prevail there'll be some things that happen that are positive for um the future of our country and government that are done for uh, selfish reasons by him. Like, there's going to be good that comes of it, even though the reason he's doing it is for revenge. And what I'm getting at is I think that the the weaponization of the government and the media against conservatives and against Trump in in particular is something that he's going to um, get his revenge about. Um, all of the frivolous lawsuits, all of the take take him off the ballot, um, impeach him, all you know the FBI investigating people, the IRS investigating people, all the stuff that's that's happened. I think there'll be some real roadblocks that Trump at least tries to uh, throw in there, and some ass whippings that he tries to ensure happens happens publicly, and all of that. Um, but I think if Vivek were were to get in office. There would be far more than that um, that would be good for the direction of the country and in our government. Uh, what I mean is what he's talking about doing with the FBI, what he's talking about doing with the Department of Education, and, and you know, really, really significantly reducing the size of the federal government and the, its ability to uh, abuse its power over its citizens. Um so I really like Vivek man if it was up to me that's that's what I would uh, uh where I would place my my vote. Yeah. Uh, you know at this at this particular moment. <laughs> I like what I hear.
1: You know. Yeah, he says a lot of good stuff for sure. Um I would still go with Trump I think out of the two of those two. I don't But think out I mean aside from Trump, yeah, I I like he says the best stuff out of anyone. I don't think Trump would pick Vivek as
0: a running mate. Probably not. Um, I think that Trump is likely going to want to pick a woman. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at least I've heard, like, I've heard talk about Nikki Haley, and I've heard, I fucking hate Nikki Haley. Yeah, she's my least, my least favorite. She sucks. Oh man,
1: I wouldn't vote for her if she was the Republican nominee. I wouldn't vote for her. So I
0: didn't know much about her um, until the the debates yeah. and watching the debates. I I I wouldn't vote for her. Yeah, she sucks. Her. The only one worse than her that presented worse than her, um, and maybe not was Chris Christie. I thought he was. Yeah. I
1: thought he was terrible. He was just terrible. terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. His whole thing was just like anti-Trump. That was like his whole and 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 his whole campaign. Yeah, even Pence wasn't as bad,
0: but he was pretty bad.
1: Pence is fucking boring, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like the um, I like Vivek. I like DeSantis the way the way that uh, they uh, spoke, but then also. Um Bergam. I, I I'd like to see Bergam in the mix. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he can beat Vivek or DeSantis, but but Bergam was all right, man. He was all right in those debates.
1: I didn't watch I didn't really watch any of the debates. I watched just highlights and Yeah. Bergum didn't get too many highlights. So yeah. well, they didn't give him a lot of talking time yeah. and, and you know, but he had some good ones. He had some yeah, good ones. Yeah. Oh man. I uh I wish we could have gotten Trump in the debates, man. I feel like we've been robbed, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. We He's have been the
1: run. best. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really... I don't love Trump. You know, like, I think that Trump is kind of an idiot, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like um, Trump had an opportunity that he could have really done something, like, historic. I mean, he did do something historic, honestly. He, he became president. That's historic. Yeah. Um, but, like, he could have, like, really... Gone down in the history books as something special and he, I feel like he just blew it. And I feel like it's because he's not like a very I feel like he's a great um like media personality. Yeah. You know, but I feel like he's not a like a cunning, like operator in politics, yeah. you know?
0: So it's funny the way you describe it, uh, because that's what I can't remember who it was, but somebody was talking about uh the way that in the UK they have a prime minister and they have a um what do they call them? Um, Queen? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, like king. A, now a, I don't know, I, uh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Like a chancellor or something. There's some other. There's some other position where one person is the uh, serves as like the figurehead, like the uh, public public uh, face, and the other one is more of an administrator. And so you have a difference in the in the roles. Yeah. Where in the United States, those roles are together. And then the person who's the who's the face person, the Justin Trudeau, also has to be this administrative person, and they're not. But in the U.K., they just split that up and have two different jobs for it. So you can actually elect somebody who's a a good administrator, and then you can elect somebody who's a good speaker.
1: What do you think of that idea? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I, uh... Why did we start talking about that? What were we talking about before? I'm talking about Trump. Um. Oh, yeah, just that he is, like, um you know like a good media personality yeah. but i feel yeah. like he's not he's not like a competent politician i don't think yeah um you could tell just by if trump legitimately believed everything that he was talking about in his first the 2016 run when yeah. he was campaigning if he legitimately believes all of that and he put the people into the positions of power that he did he's a fool
0: yeah yeah, um, but that makes me wonder how much he learned the first time. Like yeah, what, I do wonder what, that too. Yeah, what would he do differently? I guess we, only time we'll will tell.
1: S- yeah, and the, like the first indication of that is going to be who he chooses as his VP candidate. 100. If he yeah. picks Nikki Haley, I'm not. I'm going to think that it's going to be more yeah. of the same. Yeah, I think I'm probably there with you. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I just. I. I, I would probably vote for him though if he was in. If he picks Nikki Haley, I don't know if I will vote for him. I probably still will, just because what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. The f- who else am I going to vote? The choice for? is between Trump and Biden is this, this, this an easy decision? Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll still probably vote for him. But yeah. Um. I wouldn't you, vote for any of the other Republican. Well, maybe Vivek. Maybe. Yeah. But There's nobody still else. Something is. about Vivek that I don't really like. Really. But. Yeah, I like him. He does say a lot of stuff that I like, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Did you hear about his uh pregnancy thing? No. He said that um I forget I forget how it relates to like the the abortion laws. I mean, obviously it's related because it's about parent parenting and things like that, but I can't remember if he said that people should have the right to abortion if that's what he said then this is fucking retarded but i don't think so he said that men if you get a woman pregnant um that you you know like there should be some kind of protection to where you have to uh you know like be a father you know what i mm. mean to where you have to be involved yeah yeah what do you think about that i'm for that yeah i don't yeah. i don't really don't have a problem with that uh, yeah. i think that um because I, I think that abortion should be flat-out illegal, you yeah, know, like, right. no exceptions, um, very, very limited exceptions at the very least. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that, look my, I guess, like, if somebody was like, why do you think that about abortion, I would say, well, when you have sex as a woman, you know that there's a chance that you can get pregnant. Mm-hmm and if you get pregnant you those are the consequences of the things that you did you know so yeah you can't you can't like end a life because you you were being irresponsible and i think that that's a valid argument for the other way around too it's like you did you you knew what could happen you know yeah, yeah. a lot of people are not really on board with that they think that that's not a good idea what's the argument? I really don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I think it's mostly, honestly, I think it's a lot of people who are just like, uh, there's already too many. The deck is already stacked against men as it is. We don't need another thing like that, you know? Well, I can see, um, because they
0: make this argument with four, uh, abortion rights on the woman's side they say if a woman is forced to um, have a child that she doesn't want that you run the risk that she'll be resentful and be a poor parent because she never wanted the damn kid Never, you know isn't going to love it the kid's okay. life is going to be worse off for it so why not you know better to be dead better to be dead uh, yeah right exactly but i but I wonder if you said if you said that a man um has to and I don't know like if we're talking about enforcing this by law, but I think if you're if you're saying if you're saying that a man has to pay um for the cost of this baby's well being until it's eighteen that's the that's the system we have set up today yeah, yeah. um is it better to say oh no? you know we don't want to we don't want to encourage we don't want to encourage these people to to not be together by basically forcing him to pay her so that she can now afford to you know potentially live on her own and and cut him out of out of the baby's life why not why not force him to be involved not just be paying for the baby but be a fucking father yeah um you know I, there's a part part of me that wants to agree with that but then the question comes up what if that makes the Man resentful. He never wanted the damn kid. Now he's abusive. Now he's a bad father, and the kid's not any any better off for it. He's so you know, I don't know what you have to say about that, but those things occur to me. As arguments. honestly,
1: I I honestly think that a child who lives in a home with a like a like a lightweight abusive father is better off than a child who lives in a house with no father. Yeah. I, 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 I like. Agree. I really fully believe that. I agree. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That's probably really controversial. But
0: well, you know, maybe it is. But <clears throat> how many of us didn't grow up in a household with a little bit of an abusive father? Yeah. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, men.
1: Not the most nurturing. Not
0: the most nurturing. Not the most sensitive. Yeah. You're gonna leave. you leave some trauma accidentally here and there, or maybe on purpose. Yeah. Um. Two things, I I know we're getting close on time, I want to tell you. Um, So, Um, I met uh, a fellow. A fellow. Who's a local politician. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, state senator. Very interesting, very nice guy. Um, Potentially interested in being on the podcast. Oh, yeah? He's a local politician, too. Here's the thing. He's a professional wrestling fan. Nice. So, if we have this local politician on the podcast, that that might be a... Chunk of the conversation, cool, you know, man. just about that. So I don't know what you, what you think about that. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag in case it never happens, but uh, just a random connection. And, How'd you uh, meet him? Um, through a friend, and um, I, I, we were texting back and forth, and then I bumped into him at the gym, and I met him in person that way. Nice. Yeah. Cool, man. went to the gym right before the New Year, and uh, I was trying to keep up with the, the dude that I went with. Because I just didn't want to... I haven't worked out in a long time. and didn't I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want to be embarrassed. So I just sort of kept up. Dude, I <clears throat> have never been so sore. I, I can't even... It, it was like orders of magnitude worse than it had ever been before. And I think it's because, well, a combination of me being older mm-hmm. and not recovering as quickly and having been out of it for so long and going that hard... But I went to bed that night, and when I woke up, it was in the middle of the night. I was in so much pain because I I sleep with one of my arms wedged under my pillow. So one of my arms is always up high over my shoulder, and I had this searing fucking pain in my shoulder. So I woke up, and immediately I thought, move my arm down. You're in pain. It's probably because your arm's wedged under your head. Move your arm down. I couldn't. My arm was up here, and it was stuck. Every centimeter I tried to lower it, it was like somebody was driving a needle through the back of my shoulder. And lo and behold, my other arm was the same way. So I was like trying to stretch them a little bit so I could get my arm back underneath my pillow, and I couldn't. So then I'm sleeping most of the night like a fucking weirdo with my arms down by my side just laying like a plank. And then... And then when I woke up the next day, it hurt so bad. I couldn't lift my arms past my chest. I couldn't straighten my arm out all the way. It was it was constantly it was partly bent, and I, I couldn't get my shirt on. I couldn't get my coat on. I had to bend all the way down to pick things up like a Tyrannosaurus. I had little baby arms walking around. I was so effing sore, I couldn't believe it. And then the next day, some of that soreness had went away. But then it, my biceps and my triceps had all flared up and it was like, it was, it was a fucking ordeal, man. It took, (laughs) it took me like seven days to heal. Yeah. I still feel it a little. It took me like three days to be able to straighten my arm all the way.
1: Did you ever have workouts
0: like that when you were young? No. Yeah. I had some workouts where I really pushed it and I was very sore. You know, like everybody's done like a, like um, a whole bunch of squats and then like, every step hurts for the next two days. Everybody's like done a, a nasty core exercise, yeah. uh, where, you know, you didn't think anything of it. And then like every time you sneeze or laugh or cough, you know, you, you just almost want to, want to cur- hurl over. Um, this was nothing like that. This was like, this was like <coughs> old man. sore. I guess that's what I'm chalking it up to. I'm yeah. an old man now. And this is what, this is what happens. And it's also why it's important to stay in shape.
1: I, uh, when I was in high school, I went and I worked. I was gonna start playing football again. You know, I played for uh, freshman football, and then I stopped playing because I didn't get good grades. So I guess I was gonna try to get my grades up. but I wanted to play football again, and I went and I worked out with the football team uh, one day after school. And I did like the football players like weightlifting routine <laughs> yeah. when I wasn't working <laughs> out, or, and. In high school, I felt like that. I had to call out of school the next two days. Oh no! Yeah, like I, 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 I got my ass kicked, man. <laughs> I did the exer, I did all the exercises, yeah. but man, I was fucked up. And it and it takes you. It, it may take you a
0: couple of weeks of doing that regularly before you stop feeling so so terrible. You know. Yeah. But, but you just gotta you gotta get there, and then you just gotta maintain it. You can't let, ever let it go you know and that that's what i i got to figure out how to do that yeah it's a matter of discipline and time for me discipline and time all right last to, last thing i wanted to ask you or to, well there's i got i got a couple of things here. i got a jonathan Pajot, but it might take too long um the other one was i started i got into a little bit of a youtube rabbit hole i started off with me watching people um using google earth to find weird things and then hike out to them to figure out what they are. That was kind of cool. It was like, what is, is this? Cool. What is this weird thing on the map? Let's go out there. Yeah. And some guys were doing it like in the hills, you know, wherever, like around where they live in the desert. Other people were like going to other countries and like taking crazy hikes. That's where it started, and then it ended up finally through a bunch of random things, getting me to videos of cops <laughs> that arrest somebody or pull somebody over and don't realize that these people are like attorneys or people that know the law yeah and just demolishes them yeah and uh i i just watched like video after video after video of this um and it got me um it got me to see something that i didn't really see before Man, I don't want. I don't want to say this too strongly, but what I want to say is,
1: fuck the police. There's
0: something about that BLM movement, yeah, that that is indicative of a real problem, yeah, and it's not systemic racism. I, I I think that there are racist cops, probably yeah, yeah. to various degrees, but I don't think it's a systemic problem. I don't think it's a reason to defund the police, but I do see um, in these videos many, many, many po- policemen that are first of all entirely ignorant of the law and your rights um, and even if they aren't willing to bend and break them and uh, be aggressive and to be uh, you know uh, they, they're getting um, their jollies off of being powerful and fucking with people and um, I mean I saw this kid he bought a he bought a dirt bike he was mm-hmm. a 14 year old kid bought a dirt bike and the cops came because he was trying to sell the dirt bike online and they monitored that yeah. and they were like oh this is a stolen dirt bike let's go arrest this kid who's trying to sell it and uh, he 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 had a bill of sale he's like i can i bought this thing i can go show you the bill of sale and they put him in handcuffs and they put him in the back of the car and uh, they were total dicks to him and then the it took like the sh- sheriff or whatever the the boss was to come down and then you could just hear the boss talking to the to the to the uh, deputies outside of the car where the guy's sitting and he's like You did what? He's how old? (laughs) He's just (laughs) like he's just like you can't do that, you know.
1: And uh, like it was just it was just a whole bunch of things like that. Um, Oh yeah, dude, cops are dickheads, man. I mean, I feel differently about cops than I ever have. I like them more than I ever have, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, the state of like modern policing could definitely be a lot better than it is. It's bad, man. Yeah, just like everything, just you know. It's a big that, fucking rusty bucket we're living in. There are a bunch of people that
0: they seem to be doing the same thing, and, <coughs> and they're all filming it. Yeah. So it's like, to some degree, it's like you're kind of being a dick to the police. But uh, what they do is they'll get pulled over, and they'll refuse to give them their ID. Yeah. And they, and he'll say, like, you know...
1: Am I being detained? Am I
0: being detained? Yeah. You know, uh, this, this one kid was like... Uh, are you, are you telling me that if I don't show you my ID, you're going to arrest me? And he was like, did you get that on, did you get that on camera? You're yeah. like, they know. They, but, but you know what, man? You should know. We should all know. Oh, yeah. You know. And it's one of those things. It's like the idea that when, when they're reading you your rights and they say everything you say can and will be used against you. It's like that's exactly oh, yeah. the truth. Yeah. Everything you say is going to be used against you even if you're innocent. If they want to pursue this, yep. they're going to use everything you say against you and that makes them your enemy. And, <coughs> and the the founding fathers like they knew that. They 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 knew that. It's like the government that has authority of, over you is your enemy. Mm. And uh but anyway, like the incentives are all fucked up and you know they hire the wrong kind of people even one of these um ladies like uh, i don't know who she was but they were like talking to her on the on the on the what is it called the radio and uh um uh, she said that that yeah the cops can be aggressive um especially the the rookies yeah because they're scared and stuff like that and it's like yeah i mean i can see that um there was a there was a dude who was putting garbage into a dumpster in like a work like a business unit and the cops stopped him and asked him for his id because they wanted to make sure he wasn't dumping trash there that he that he was allowed to dump trash there Mm -hmm. and and he was like one of the proprietors he's like this is my this is my dumpster i'm just putting garbage in the dumpster what are you doing and next thing you know there's like four cop cars there he's in handcuffs just like what in the fuck is going on yeah you know yeah
1: uh I will say I don't ever want to hear you say that Black Lives Matter may have been on to something, no, ever no. Again, dude. Um it's like no. a step too far <laughs> for me. I'm just saying that the power trip the cops are on yeah.
0: um, is being is being interpreted by that group as racist. And I'm saying there is this there is this power trip with the police and yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a disconnect from the community because they don't treat people like, like humans.
1: I, I think that part of it Goes back to something we were talking about earlier, and it's just like the decline of everything. You know, mm. it's like there are no good people to make cops. You know, it's like the the quality of Jesus. the people that we're getting to apply. This is what we have. You know, these bullies. Um, there are no good people to make president anymore. Than I guess. And there's not. There's no good dude. Our military is in bad shape. Bad shape. So I, I just I really do think that that uh, a serious factor in that is that like just the the competency crisis is what a lot of people call it. Yeah. Boy. The coming competency crisis because it's fucking coming, Jesus. Man. Jesus Christ. Um I did want to talk to you.
0: Oh, um we got like 45 seconds to it till we reach our 2 hours, but let me I want to tell you there's a couple other things that this Pajot thing I really wanted to talk to you about. I told you I was listening to him and he was talking about Sim, pagan symbols and how yeah, yeah. how they the church adapted some of them and there was how they, he was describing it. it's very cool maybe we'll save it for the next time, but um, there was a story in the news that I just wanted to ask I wanted to just bring up um, it was a story tell me if you saw this one uh, the Navajo Nation didn't see nothing about yeah. the Navajos Navajo Nation they're like petitioning the White House or something <coughs> like that to stop a space mission. I didn't read all the details, so I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. Because the, one of the things the space mission is going to do, I, I guess, I don't, is is to go to the moon on which they're going to leave human remains. Yeah. So they're going to, somebody wants to be buried on the moon or something. I don't know, something like that. And the Navajos are upset about this. They don't want this to happen. They're, they're trying to get the highest level of government to inter- intervene and not allow um, human remains to be sent to the moon. Um, I'll just stop there. What do you think of that?
1: I don't really understand why the Nav- Navajo's care um but I also don't really like care that they care, you know. Yeah. Um I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. So my
0: first question was is it an is it a Navajo skeleton or something that yeah. they want to send to the moon? Like is that is that why they're upset about this? That's what I want to know is why they're upset turns out it's not. Yeah. This is their rationale. Because to them <coughs> the moon is sacred. And to put a body on it desecrates it. Hmm. So they're asking us not to send a body to the moon because to them it's sacred. And doing so would desecrate the moon.
1: I think, that, I think that's a valid enough request to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think that anybody's obligated to agree to it. But um, I don't think that that's a terrible enough request. You know,
0: I wonder if I wonder if the flag we put up there in 1969 desecrated it. it. Is it already desecrated? Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know either. You know, apparently they put reflectors on the moon. You ever heard about this? I I think I want to say there, I don't know if it was Mars or the moon, but that they detected flashes on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, when we went up there, we put these, it's like, you know, if you flash a flashlight at a mirror, it like bounces off at the angle that you're shooting it right. at. You know, um, but like the stuff that they make reflectors that they put on bicycles and shit like that, mm-hmm. it's designed to reflect back at the, oh, gotcha. the light source. Gotcha. Um, and they put some of those on the moon when they went up there, and that's like a, so we can shine lasers up there and and ba- get a bounce right back at us. Yeah. So that's like a, that's like people's argument for that we did go to the moon. Oh, I see. Because otherwise, sense. how else would those reflectors have gotten up there? I
0: was watching um, that show I told you I've been watching on YouTube called the Wi Files. Yeah, and they were talking about some remote viewing uh, stories, which were which were interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- these were the ones that the government was doing at various times, and uh, apparently there was like two in particular of these remote viewers that were like really good. really good. Yeah, yeah, they were like they were training others and they were like really good and they, they didn't exist. They didn't work together. They existed at two different eras, but there were the two really, really good ones. And uh, one of them talked about a mountain in Alaska. I think it's called Mount Hayes and seeing some kind of a base in the mountain and there being aliens in it, but also humans that they had, that, that they were seemingly working together or something and that they were in communication with, a satellite that was in deep space somewhere um, positioned to where it was aimed at the earth to receive signals or something from this base, but it it didn't um it didn't move it was stationary it wasn't orbiting anything it was just oh. stationary sitting out there yeah it. and uh then what happened was the other remote viewer, the other one that was really good, they used him to try to verify what the uh, what the first one had said about it <laughs> look at dragon um. And, uh, and he doesn't get any information about what he's supposed to be looking for he just gets coordinates yeah and he, and he he talks about he talks about a base inside of inside of a frozen mountain so he essentially this is confirming the first guy yeah and then he talks about the same stationary satellite in deep space um, only he says that it's 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 there's nobody in it it's it's completely automated it's completely abandoned there's nobody in it it's just been there for ever it's yeah. just been there for hundreds of thousands of years it's the fortress yeah. of solitude The fortress of solitude i'm just telling you that because i thought it was interesting It is pretty
1: interesting yeah.
0: otherwise i don't know if i buy remote viewing i think it's probably nonsense but if it's not that's
1: i think it's possible that's
0: pretty cool kyle yeah
1: it is pretty cool it's like the men who stare at goats.
0: Yep. MK <laughs> Ultra. Yeah, man. Anything
1: else? Nah. I mean, you, should, you reminded me of that thing you hear about the shit that they were saying was happening in Miami. I saw
0: just a picture of all the cop cars at the mall, but I don't know what's going on. What is supposed to be they going on? They
1: said that there were like 8 to 10 foot shadow creatures at the mall who, and people were like <laughs> shooting at them. What? Yeah, dude. It's like, I mean, I don't believe any of it. It's fucking stupid. People are acting like that's a real thing. What's the official narrative of what happened? The official narrative now, I guess, is that some kids got into a fight. Okay. And it caused some kids getting into a fight in the mall drew the biggest law enforcement response in Miami history. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah. So there are definitely things that seem weird about it, but I don't. I'm not like inclined to believe that there were 8 to 10 foot shadow aliens. but Bulletproof shadow aliens. Yeah. Did, uh, did anybody die? Or, or I don't think so.
0: Yeah, that is weird. There were a lot of police cars there. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Maybe DeSantis just doesn't
1: fuck around. Yeah, he's got a shadow alien team.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, kids are fighting? Send the bulletproof shadow aliens. <laughs> we got to put a stop to this right now. It's election season.
1: Oh, man. No, I don't have anything else to talk about.
0: All right, well in that case, we're going to save Epstein, Jonathan Pageau. I'm not putting them in uh, this in, in this list for any particular Pajot reason. on the plane. Um yeah. Uh also I wanted to talk to you about um you remember that uh, Amit Guasami fellow that was on uh, Rogan's podcast? Yes, indeed. Um I bought his book. Yeah. And I start, for, finally started reading it. And when he was on Rogan's podcast, he was a uh, um, I saw him on a documentary. and He was great. And then on Rogan's podcast, it was like really rough. It was it was probably one of the worst episodes of Rogan maybe ever.
1: Chowing down on a subway sandwich. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, was he? Yeah, yeah. okay oh, Yeah, he brought a subway sandwich on.
0: <laughs> anyway, his book is his book is fantastic. It's fantastic. I believe it. And I'm not even like I'm like a quarter of the way through it. Yeah. Um, so we'll save that for next time. All right, uh, and then also the, I wanted to ask a question, and I'll I'll just I'll save it for last time as well. But just to, uh just to give a little bit of a um, foreshadowing, I was I was telling you I was getting into all that math stuff, preparing for this next episode I was going to do, and then I I wondered to myself if if nature is mathematical because because we find all these patterns in nature and math behind everything, if ma- if if nature is mathematical or if Whatever governs nature also governs math. And so they look similar, but not because nature is mathematical, but because they're both an expression of something deeper. Gotcha. What do you think, man? I don't know. I don't know either. And that brings us to the end of our episode.
1: Boom. (laughs) Boom.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it. That's one avenue explored, but infinitely more still to go. I hope you enjoyed thinking along with us.